Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Marcus, Mallory, and Andy, the three members of the band Mischief Night. A psychedelic rock band from Brooklyn, New York, Mischief Night has a new music video out for the song With Me Now, the second single off their newest album, The Great American Worm, to be released this April. Among discussing the band's musical beginnings, as well as the numerous other projects they are involved with, Marcus goes into great detail on the process of putting together the new record and how his writing process works. Meanwhile, Andy touches upon his role as the band's newest member, and Mallory discusses what it's like being a touring musician and what she loves about playing live. And so, from the band's musical influences to Marcus's additional role in the director's chair, he's presenting Matt Storm and Mischief Knight. And welcome to Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and my guests tonight are Mischief Knight. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, I appreciate Ron connecting me with you guys. If you could just go around the room, introduce yourself and what you do in the band, um, and then... We'll go from there. My name is Marcus. I play the rock and roll guitars and uh, keyboards and sing. I'm Mallory. I play drums and I sing also. I'm Andy and I play the uh, rock and roll bass and uh, occasionally chip in and some some background singing. Mallory also plays the violin. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh cool. Awesome. Excellent. Um, so I appreciate you guys joining me. Um, it's always fun to discover new bands that are local to New York because I love the local New York music scene. I have since I was a kid because I've lived here my whole life. And uh, so I guess we'll start with how Mischief Knife Night came to be. I know that it, it originated with uh, two of the band members. You two, right? Yeah. Oh, you two, us, Marcus, us two. Marcus and Mallory. So tell us a little bit about how it came together and and kind of how it became what it is today. Mallory was going on her first tour, and uh, the first date of her first tour was in Philadelphia, where, and it was with the group that I was in when I was living there. And then they had a few days off, so we hung out, and she, then now she's my soulmate, so I moved <laughs> up here, and we started uh, started playing. She had never played the drums before. We started doing this band, I guess. So. Yeah. Oh, and she wanted to learn the drums, so you, she, you learned it for this band? You take well, it, like, Mallory. Marcus had some gigs, like... I, I don't know. Well, he came up and he didn't have a band in New York anymore. Right. Um, I have another band called The Grasping Straws, and Marcus started playing guitar in that band, but he also has a lot of stuff that he had written, and we started writing a little bit together, and then he had like a show coming up where he was playing solo, and he didn't really want to play solo, and I had started picking up the drums because I had another friend who was touring and wanted a drummer who could sing backup. Mm -hmm. So I started practicing some of his songs, but I wound up not really feeling like I was up for it to go on tour <laughs> yet because I just started playing drums. But then Marcus said, like, maybe you could learn some of my songs. You could back me up at this show I have coming up. So we just sort of started playing together and I started playing more drums. Mallory's a natural on the drums, too. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. It's a lot of fun. What, did, what inspired you to just pick up the drums? You just always wanted to try it, or...? Um, no, I actually thought I could never try it, but like when me and <laughs> when me and Marcus moved in together, Marcus had a full drum kit oh, set awesome. up, and so I just sort of started playing around with it, thinking that I would audition for this other band that tours a lot, and then I I never really felt up for the audition. Like I thought 
uh, it would be embarrassing or something. No, that's... But I did practice a lot. So sure. I got to know a little bit. <laughs> and Marcus, had you been playing the drums, that's why you have your own drum kit, or...? Yeah, I when I was back in Philadelphia, I, w I tracked a lot of my own albums. Like I would track all the parts, so I w had my drum kit and guitars and basses and all that stuff. So. Cool. So you're a multi instrumentalist. Yep. Excellent. Awesome. And so then, how do you fit into all of this? Um, so I, we have a lot of mutual friends here in Brooklyn, and um, so I've known these guys for you know a good good amount of time now. And I came out to one of their shows uh, one night. Uh, I believe it was at Don Pedro. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting there. I'm, I'm a bass player, and I do a lot of audio production. And uh, I've, I was toying around with the idea of joining a second band. I play in another band that I've been playing in since uh, my college days. And uh, But we don't gig out as much these days. And I was toying with the idea of joining another group. And I came and saw these guys, just guitar and ba uh, drums. And after the set, I went up to Marcus, I said, uh, Marcus and I said, Hey, man. Uh, you know, if you guys ever need a bass player live, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of available and, uh, you know, I'll come by, learn some of the songs, we can try it out and see if you guys like it. And uh, I kind of stuck, so, I, you know, it's been well over 10 to 15 shows now that we've played with yeah. me on the bass. And, uh, you know, every time I get more and more comfortable with these guys and uh, I'm having a lot of fun. Awesome. Very cool. And do you guys have uh, uh, specific places in New York you tend to gig at frequently, or do you just kind of go wherever you can get a gig? I, I would say Sidewalk Cafe is probably sure. the most That's likely place. That's one of the go-to, like, yeah. Well, we Mallory and I have both worked there. Oh, like, do you? Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I thought you looked <laughs> familiar, because I, I have friends uh, in Eli August and the Abandoned Buildings oh, as well as the oh, Wasties, okay. and so, and Painless okay. Parker, and oh, so right. they've all played there a dozen <laughs> times, and so yeah. I've probably met you guys before. The place is nice. It's, I, it's, it's a really like great venue. favorite places. Yeah. Uh, what else? I don't know. I, I like Much Mores. Much Mores is where we played our, our EP release uh, when it was still just the two of us. But I like that place a lot. Oh, yeah? yeah. And and so do you guys have any plans to go on tour outside of New York as well? And we're, do... we're going on tour at the end of the month. It's going to be like a Oh, double... that's right. Aren't you going to Canada? I yeah, it's going to be like yeah. a double header. We're playing some Grasping Straw songs and some Mischief Night songs. Oh, we're awesome. Going to Canada. That's very cool. We're going to do like a... A radio show in New Haven and stuff. That's really neat. Awesome. Yeah. Have you guys been to Canada before? I've never been to Canada. Mallory's been yeah, all I'm, over the world. I'm a globetrotter. <laughs> Getting Marcus into the fold of the tour booking work. Yeah, I never booked a tour before. Mallory's booked like a bunch. She went to it's Europe like over the last summer and went to all, all every country. That's awesome. Very cool. Europe. You were just down in New Orleans, right? Yeah. yeah and she was, New Orleans just got beautiful. Back on I Sunday. love it there. Yeah, I just got back on Sunday and now I'm being poisoned in my apartment. Oh no! What happened to your apartment? They they, t they cleaned our basement uh -huh. and then like the and they fumes. Used toxic chemicals to clean. Yeah, the fumes were like leaking up Gross. into our apartment for a week. Ugh. So like I'm not sure because my voice has been really scratchy and like I'm not sure if it's because I was getting sick or if it's because of these fumes we've been choking <laughs> on. Oh god, that's awful! So you guys have a super that you can get to do something about it? He sort of, won't do anything about it. He's not a very good gonna, super. We're probably gonna have to like take legal action here. Bummer. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. I've had friends who've gone to go that route with yeah. like. Apartments. That's rough in New York. I'm so grateful to own my place because renting is in New York is a nightmare, and even owning, I mean, you'd never know if you're in a building and there you have a super. It's a crapshoot whether they're any good or not. Thankfully, ours is great, but you know, I know a lot of people get stuck with like shitty supers yeah, who don't fix it up. We'll nail them to the wall. <laughs> Do I know any vacancies? No, not yet, but I'll be happy to send some along if I think of any. Um, let's talk a little bit about the EP you mentioned. So the new music video that just came out with me now, did, is that that's on that EP? No, that's for a new, our, our full-length album. Oh, that's now. for we're, the full-length? Yeah, that we're releasing in the beginning of April. Excellent. And so 
the music video, we were talking about a little about this off the air. Um, where did the inception and idea, and maybe tell the audience a little bit about the music video if they haven't seen it. I'm going to share it when we share the post. Okay. But maybe describe the music video a little bit and maybe where the inspiration for it came from. Well, I, I was always really a big fan of silent films. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Georges Millet is French science fiction film sure. writer. And I have this right there. Oh, that's awesome. A tattoo, tattoo that's great. So a lot, a lot of that whole movie was basically inspired by that my, mm -hmm. the love that I have for that stuff I'm just like I, I had just wanted because I, I had never really experimented so much with uh, like cinematography and all mm -hmm. that but I really started to use like, a lot of like the green screen tricks and oh, I just cool. wanted to like make something really silly you know really fun so like spaceships and whales and our friend in Cannonball <laughs> is cooking our friend Brennan in, in the you know that big bowl yeah so I uh, just wanted to be like in this band too. Oh yeah, really? When we first like, like the first few shows we played, there was like it was like a five piece. Oh wow! And it was kind of disastrous because I couldn't <laughs> really. I wasn't really a very good band leader with five people. It was like too to many schedules. Everyone. Right. To, so I dropped the ball a few times, and some people got upset. Oh well, it <laughs> happens sometimes. We downsized, and I think it's for the best. Well, I'm glad that that it's worked out. Um, I really dug it. It, it I instantly, as soon as I watched it, I was like, Ron, these guys are in New York. Will they come on the podcast? Because um, a lot of the interviews I'd done with a lot of bands have been over the phone, and I don't mind doing that. But I've had technical difficulties with it because Skype sucks, and <laughs> yeah. recording with Skype, like all the interfaces for it are not great. They're only okay. And so when I saw that you guys were in New York, I was like, Ron, I would love to see these guys talk to these guys in person. But um, uh, considering there's a lot of like jazz and and it seems like classic rock and blues and all sorts of kind of elements in the band, um, what would you say I, if we want to go around to each of you? What are your biggest influences on maybe your play style or singing style? Where do you think you draw a lot of influence from? Uh, I don't know on drums, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, every drummer that I like is like totally past me, like skill-wise. Yeah, but you draw from it subconsciously, right? Or even yeah. if the not not even about playing drums, maybe just in general uh, when it comes to music as a whole. Do you have any uh, bands or general, artists really, you idolize? I really like grunge music and, mm -hmm. I, and I really like Jeff Buckley. Like He was who Jeff I was, was listening great. to yeah. when I first started writing music. Oh, cool. But I feel like that's more so my other project. Mm -hmm. But with this, I feel like I just sort of like you're kind of pioneering a new sound or feel for what you like doing. Yeah, just like getting into different instruments. And then I picked up the violin again, where I had only really played classical um, in high school. And I sort of like started improvising along with rock stuff, and it's much more fun. Cool. And are you? is there violin on the new album at all? A little bit. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I was thinking a little bit, yeah. And, uh, and what about you, Marcus? Um, uh, as far as like influences go, I guess... Lots of Beach Boys. Nice. I mean, but like I discovered Beach Boys late, like oh, yeah. only within the past few years. Oh, awesome! Oh, but like Pet Sounds was so good. So yeah. like, I'll, as far as like the vocal harmonies that I try to do, like I try to draw a lot from the Beach Boys, and then also, uh, like math math rock is so much fun. Math, to math rock to. is crazy, yeah. but it's not like anything that I think I could really write very well because <laughs> it's just so crazy, but. I appreciate what they do. Well, that's awesome. Um, as a bass player, I draw a lot of influence from R&B and you know a lot of sure. like Larry Graham and uh, 
you know, even some jazz, like, you know, some Stanley Clark. Um, that's all the stuff when I was taking bass lessons as a kid that my uh, bass teacher always made me learn. And from that, you kind of learn to hear the song and, um, you know, hear what, what the bass needs to do to, to keep it interesting and, um, you know, to hold everything together and hold down the groove and, and you know, you know, sturdy up the pocket. So I, I, I listen to a lot of just old funk and R&B. And, um, you know, as a musician, I also like a lot of, like old progressive rock. Like I'm a huge Yes fan. I love Chris Squire as a bass cool. player. I'm a huge Zappa fan. Um, so you know, my my tastes really go all all over the place. But you know, as a bass player, my my biggest influence has probably come from there. And then also Les Claypool of Primus. I mean, it's I feel like it's impossible yeah. to play bass and not yeah. like Les. Yeah. He's kind of pioneered and made bass playing being cool. I remember yeah. in high school when he first released that live clip. Or it got leaked that live clip of him playing Master of Puppets just on the bass, which is one of the coolest things I've ever heard because he does those fast guitar parts, but all on the bass, no I've guitar. Never seen that before. Oh, I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and it's like it's just this little audio clip, but it's and it's not even the whole song. It's just the intro and the build up. It's mind blowing. But uh, yeah, early early rock I got into Primus was definitely up there because they were just doing really wacky different things, both in their music videos and in their music. Yeah, like I love their music video, like the humor. Oh the yeah, humor is amazing. Like that, yeah. I love that stuff. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the the new album, which is called the the Great American Worm. The Great American Worm. And so, um, where would you say you draw a lot of your inspiration for writing? Is it all personal? Is some of it personal? Is is a lot of it? But societal, like it where really, are you pulling I don't from? Know. It's about like all all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, like from small things, like you know, a one liner in a movie, to mm-hmm. like you know, big things like my grandmother's dying, or you know, like uh, I mean, about all aspects of life. Getting I try to just like apartment. yeah, you know, just like yeah. if uh, I don't know if the inspiration strikes you know i think it's more important to be just to be open and receptive to inspiration Mm -hmm. you know and it'll it's just like becomes very easy like this album will be like the 12th or 13th album that i've you know like composed the majority of the songs and stuff like that so it's just like to just stay stay aware and uh, how does your writing process work? Do you kind of do work on music and then come up with lyrics? Do you come up with lyrics first, or is it kind of a mismatch? I'll do parts like I'll do parts of different things and and like you know mix and match them, or sometimes I mean be able to write the whole song one in one shot, but it's like always just it's always different really. It, it, every time you write least. a song, do you sit down with like a, a decision to write something, or is it kind of you kind of sit and settle and let whatever come to you? It's hard to it's really like describe. With, it's like you're hanging out with Marcus one day, and he's like staring off into space, and looking really weird. And then you're Mallory like, what? knows. Yeah. You're like, what? What's and then it's up? like a week and then, later, and, and then, then it's like, oh, I have like uh, a song in my head. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can, It's like you work it out up here, like as you're doing other stuff too. So like all just like a, a constant thing, you know. And so, how long have you been working on this record that's coming out? I guess maybe about a year. I've, yeah. Probably about a year. Some of the songs, there's like one song in particular that I actually wrote before I moved up here. Mm-hmm. So I was still in Philadelphia. But it's mostly a political album. So it's kind of about the political, like the race, the of campaign course. trail. Sure. The disaster that is our country at this point, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, I feel like art like that's going to be pretty powerful over the next four years. It's the kind of stuff we're really going to need to survive. And it's crazy, yeah. Like I know a lot of people who work on that. Like I DJ in the burlesque community, and a lot of performers are putting together acts that reflect that, or how it makes them feel, or you know where they think it's going. And it's just it's it's kind of seeped into everything. So I think that kind of writing is going to be very powerful. Um, do you guys have plans to release uh, additional music videos or singles from that album? Do you have a plan, or are you just going to kind of I see? I don't know. I have I, I have like more ideas, mm-hmm. but right. they, it seemed like they'd be pretty involved. So I don't know if we'd have enough time to do them before the music videos re- or before the albums released. Sure, because that music video took me like six months to make. So all right. I mean, that's not bad, all things considered. Yeah, so it's not that true. No, not that true. <laughs> um, so, and so this tour that's coming up for Canada, are all three of you going? Or is it just the two of you? It's just Mallory and myself. Okay. Um, Andy should come. I mean, maybe you should come, dude. There's yeah. room. Maybe he'll come to like some of the shows. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll see if I can make it. I got a, I got a nine to five. I, gotta... I hear that. Or maybe like Philly or like Connecticut or something. Yeah. yeah. We'll check the schedule and see. You should play the show in Philadelphia with us. It's going to be a house show. It's going to be a super fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you find scheduling this and booking this tour to be difficult since you had never really done it before? Yeah, and I didn't really even end up doing that much of it. I got maybe yeah. like two dates for us. Oh, and you're Mallory got everything just dropped us. Like I just found out that they dropped us like yesterday. Oh no. But Mallory's been Mallory has been patient with me and yeah. she teaches <laughs> me a lot and I learn a lot from just watching her do it. Well it's like an exercise and like I could just do all of it, but instead I'm just like pestering Marcus every day. Like, did you find some bands to play with us? Yeah, but I've been doing a good job yesterday and today. I did such a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you have a lot of experience touring. Do you prefer to be on the road or at home when playing music, or is it just like well, you prefer to play anywhere? Well, my home is like a toxic place. I definitely prefer the road. <laughs> I imagine so. And when you guys travel, you travel in a van, in a car. We usually get a rental car. Rental car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And how do you pass the time when you're touring? Do you have oh, like? Man, there's usually no downtime. That's no downtime, cool. really? Yeah, I plan tours like nuts. Like every day, I'm playing a tour and playing a show. Oh, so you guys don't really get to sightsee at all when you're on tour? No, that's the that's tragedy crazy. of the whole thing. Well, it was interesting. I'm trying to like sort of free up some time when I'm on tour since I've I've gone on so many tours and not had like a second to breathe. Right. Sure. So, like this past tour, we had a day off crazy um and we played two shows in new orleans and mm-hmm. we were able to stay in new orleans for three days oh wow and one of those days we weren't even playing so it was kind of nice cool just to have like a mini vacation and it was like 80 degrees so as someone who's an experienced tour goer do you have a dream place to tour at that you've never been to before is there like a really awesome place you'd like to go oh man i want to go to japan japan that's yeah. what i hear from a lot of people japan's japan. pretty good yeah yeah that's the next like big thing yeah I like Europe. I'm going to go back uh, this summer. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, local New York music culture. Because, I mean, I've lived here my whole life. I know you guys, uh, Andy, you might have been here longer, but it sounds like they've only been here a little while. I've been here two years. Two years. Oh, so from New York, from Long Island. Oh, you're uh, you're from New York. Okay. I'm probably the freshest out of these. The freshest. Um, I think the two of them moved here around the same time. Okay, so we're both pretty fresh. Within a month of each other. And so you grew up here. here. I grew up on Long Island, and I moved to Manhattan when I turned 18, and then I moved to Brooklyn like a year and a half ago. Oh, cool. Okay, so you know New York pretty well. 
Do you guys find that um, there's a thriving music scene here? I mean, I, I, it's always seemed like it for me, but it also felt like it went in waves. Like, I grew up in Staten Island, and when I was a teenager, there were tons of local basement shows. And then, like, once I got to college, that kind of stopped for a while. Yeah. And then now it seems to have picked up again. Do you feel like there's this kind of burst of live music again? I think there is. I, I, I came from um, Hartford, Connecticut, mm -hmm. um, and I was out of college. Um, I was playing in a band, and we were touring all over the Northeast, um, but mainly playing in Connecticut, playing in New Haven, playing in Bridgeport. Um, and, you know, just the, the quality of acts at the shows and, and the attendance was always, you know, never, never favorable. Right. Not, there, are, there are good venues in New Haven and, and Connecticut, but on the whole, like, it wasn't doing it for us. So we actually, me and the guitar player from that band, moved down here to Brooklyn with the idea of getting more involved in the music scene in various ways. And I've noticed that, you know, the, the venues are, are a lot better. The quality of acts, that you, if you just go see a random act here, like, the, the bar is a lot higher mm -hmm. in New York City. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's so many musicians here that, you know, you can jam around and get new projects going. And uh, I do a lot of production um, as well as performing. So I, I you know, I've, I've ended up recording all kinds of bands that I never would have been able to expose myself to living elsewhere because there's just so many types of music here. I'm signed up to record like a chamber ensemble in oh, a couple awesome. weeks and I don't have much experience recording that genre. That's but super cool. That's I'm, really cool though. I'm confident I can do it. You know, I've recorded jazz groups and, and rock bands and singer-songwriters here and it's, it's a lot of fun and just you get a lot of... Uh, you meet a lot of cool people and get to play a lot of cool shows and in a pretty historic town. So that's awesome. It's a great time. Um, do you guys change? So th it sounds like in your music, there's a lot of freedom to kind of play around a little bit, and you don't have to stick note by note. You can kind of mess around a little bit. Do you guys experiment at all when you're playing live, or do you stick pretty close to the studio versions? I feel like we stick pretty close to them at this point. Mm -hmm. As long as I don't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. guys feel like maybe as a unit, as you do more work, you might be more into improvisation? Is that a thing that you like doing I at all? I would like to, in the in the future, like, in, integrate some of that. But yeah. it's also tough. I mean, it's tough to do. I don't know. I mean, music is a challenge to play at all, you know, and to be great at it like you guys are, and then to build on it live. It's like like comedy improv in a sense, because you got to kind of know where it's going, and people have to be able to follow you. Um, and when you're playing live shows, do you tend to, um, so, I mean, you guys have a following and you played in a bunch of other bands, so clearly you're connected to a bunch of di different units. How hard do you push, um, live shows and how do you push them? Because I know social media is pretty integrated these days to pushing and getting people out. Do you find that you, you exist a lot in social media and kind of promote shows that way? I, is it word of mouth? Honestly, I don't think that social media really helps all that much okay. in, in actually getting people to go to shows, yeah. you know? It's more like what, you know, what we're doing right now. Like, yeah. if you were just talk to a person there in the moment for even just a few minutes like i feel like that that would work much better than like you know a event post on facebook you know? i'm you get 100 of those agree, every yeah. day and it's yeah, like it's true. i'm interested in 99 of these uh posts. Yeah, they just changed it from maybe to interested and it yeah, doesn't exactly. change anything it like, still means maybe yeah, and maybe yeah. usually means no yeah i find that like casual conversation or like meeting like all the bands that i've liked that i found locally at uh i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the way station it's in on washington yeah, avenue we played there before right 
Oh, awesome. Um, so then you know Andy, who who owns the bar. I'm all, I'm good friends with him. I met my wife at that bar. Oh, damn. Because her right. band played there, and I proposed to her there as well. Oh, man. It's yeah. a magical it's place. It's kind of nearby here. Yeah. It's not too far. It's about 15 minutes away. Yeah. Um, and so so um, I totally lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that question? Who the hell knows? I was talking about your live shows. I'm going to mentally backtrack now aloud on the podcast so all of my listeners can deal with me uh, fumbling. But anyway, so I think that, um, oh yes, word of mouth. And so all of the bands that I've ever seen at the Waystation, I feel like it's a, a nice, cool, small venue. Every, it's pretty intimate. And if I spend five minutes talking to a band afterwards, I'm more likely to remember their music, the band members, and it, and... People are genuinely, I found, who play locally, play around locally, are pretty nice and pretty engaging. I feel like I think that's the strongest way to really still build an audience is to just meet people. Definitely, definitely. And do you guys have crossover? Like, do you talk about other projects you're working on when you're working with other projects? Is there integration? Is there separation from it? Because you all, it sounds like you all are involved in multiple projects. So do you just kind of promote everything and see what sticks and hope that somebody likes something? Hmm... It's tough because Mallory was has been doing grasping straws for so long, and like yeah. she definitely has like a lot of. Uh, well, everybody loves her. That's what it is, really. <laughs> so, uh, I, like, I'm trying to do my best to to do the mischief night stuff. I guess we sort of like it is sort of all mixed together. I guess. But in but you but I guess also when you're playing live as Mischief Nights, you want to talk about Mischief Nights, you know. Whereas you're playing as Grasping Straws, you want to talk about that and so right. on. Where it gets complicated yeah. is if like we're playing one show with Mischief Night and then playing like the next night with the Grasping Straws. <laughs> yeah, if like, they're close. Well, then yeah. maybe you should promote Mischief Night and I'll promote Grasping Straws. And that's how it Sure, works. of course. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And so you said you both work at the Sidewalk Cafe. So you must see a lot of really great acts there also working there. Yeah. Uh, some good, some, some not so really good. Bad, sure, I'm sure. Some awful, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what do you guys do there? Just We run sound. Oh, you run sound. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, at this point, I guess we just sort of fill in when they don't have anybody else. Uh, I, I worked every Tuesday and Wednesday for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Mallory picks up random shifts as well, so. And so it sounds like you all have experience with audio engineering and production a little bit. Yep, yep. And so have you guys done production work on your own records? As, and I, like Annie, you said you've worked with a ton of different people. Have you guys worked with other bands as well, as well as producing your own stuff? Or has you just kind of focused on your own works? I've, I've recorded one or two other bands in Philadelphia. Um, nothing ever really that serious, mostly just my own stuff. But I, all, my music, I've all recorded, mixed and mastered all, all of my music. Cool. And what about you, Mallory? Yeah, I really only do live sound. Oh, yeah? Um, I never really... I mean, one, one time I put out, like, a demo when I first started doing music. Um, my dad has a cool mic that's, like, a Neumann. Oh, cool. And awesome. So I would use that. It's, like, a really yeah, fancy that's, microphone. that's really fancy. Yeah, yeah Neumanns well, are really good. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I did, like, a, a few recordings of just me and acoustic guitar singing and that I sort of gave like that was sort of how I formed my bands is that I sort of sent those recordings around oh cool and saw who else wanted to do it and then I had a friend record us uh I went to NYU and there was I had a friend who was doing film and had access to a studio there for free and recorded us a little bit and oh very cool sort of went from there it sounds like it's a lot of you DIY stuff and like kind of making your own way. I feel like a lot of music now, that's kind of the only way you can get it made. Like a lot of the big studio stuff. Well, first of all, studios just seem to be more accessible and the technology obviously seems to be way more accessible too. Um, 
Marcus, you were talking about recording and mixing, and mastering your own stuff. Do you do it in your in your home? Or yeah, do... in, my, in my bedroom, in my living room, in my bathroom. It's also like, like at Randy's and. Every, yeah, so some of the stuff for this last album I recorded. It's like the most official <laughs> studio I've ever worked in, but it's like still it's just my friend's basement. But he's got a lot of toys, so he That's made it awesome. he made it a little bit easier. And we could we can't really record drums in our apartment because our neighbor. Gets yeah, mad. so yeah. a lot of that we had to drive down to my friends. Lives on a horse farm, so he's got plenty awesome. of space to get loud. And he has and all like that. an awesome drum set. Yeah, yeah a, I've heard that kit. that a lot of like a lot of recording now, especially for like anything adjacent to classic rock or folk, do a lot of farm recording and like barn recording. You get I, that room. You get like yeah. that natural like. The, it gives great space river, for you know? for drum work. I've I've heard. Yeah, because yeah. like uh, my wife's in a band called the Wasties, and they play a lot of Irish folk rock. And cool. their drummer, their drummer recorded a farm because they're. I don't know if you've heard. Of Miscovered Mountains, mountains, but they're a a touring folk act, and so they're friends with one of the members of there, and they they live upstate in Western Mass, not upstate, but they're in like in the middle of nowhere, Western Mass, and have this huge barn, and they record in there and stuff, and it's really cool, cool, really cool acoustics. Um, What's what's in the future for Mischief Nights? Do you guys have a plan to release more albums? Are you? It sounds like you're the kind of person who kind of is always writing and thinking. So is do you have any kind of plan for what's next besides touring? Or is it just kind of focusing on getting the new album out there? I don't know. I guess at the moment, just this album. But I'm, I'm writing more music already, so... I don't know. I'm, I'll just write music... For forever so it's like uh, we'll just do this as long as we can you know i'd like to have all three of us go on tour mm-hmm. and i'd love to go to japan and like <laughs> everywhere really i want to i want to see the world i want to do it through you know and for my love for music that i've been doing my entire life so that's awesome try and make that happen any any way we can so i totally hear that yeah i feel like it's we're in this weird place with jobs and careers and arts where it feels like everybody's doing multiple things. Like yeah. any, you mentioned you have a nine to five. I also have a nine to five and, and it's one of those things where at least it feels like a lot of those nine to fives now are sort of more conducive to doing something at night and are on weekends. Like they understand that you have other things that you're interested in and they don't kind of try and squash it anymore. Like I, I'm blessed to work for Cornell tech as an admin assistant and I love all the teams I work with. When they found out I DJ burlesque shows or sometimes DJ trivia nights, they were like, that's awesome. Can we go? Yeah. Like, everyone's super supportive. And I think that's something the arts really needs. If you're not being supported by your peers and, like, whatever else you're doing to get by, it kind of bogs you down. I mean, I imagine you guys Definitely. have all had at some point a 9 to 5 that you felt like was kind of crushing everything else. And it's harder to kind of create like that. Um do you guys um, have any intention to do um, things outside of just recording and touring? Like, you made a music video. Do you have plans to do anything else on the web? Maybe web concerts or more music videos, that kind of stuff. Is that anything that you've considered? Uh, I don't know. It's like there's so there's so much that can be done. I just I'm trying to, I guess I'm personally just trying to keep it pretty simple at this point you know just take it one step at a time yeah it's a lot like every step is a lot and sometimes you know it doesn't always feel like you're making a lot of progress so Mallory showed me this really interesting TED talk about making uh, smaller goals to to sort of like get away from uh, 
procrastination, I guess, right? Yeah. Or, I have a major problem with procrastination. Yeah. I think we're all plagued by that. Yeah. I think as <laughs> artists, it's kind of like the thing. You know, yeah. I find that, you know, working on podcasts, so I'll record these here and then I'll send them to my producer who works on my other podcast with me. And, you know, sometimes I'll send it the night before it needs to go up. And he's like, dude, really? You need to get this to me, like, much earlier. And it's like I'll be sitting on the recording for, like, three or four days and I'm just lazy to send it and send a, a write-up on it. Um, so I totally get that. Um, since Mallory's already talked about how she just started drums, clearly I know what new instrument you're interested in exploring, as you've stated. But um, and Marcus, is, it sounds like it's a you know you play a plethora of stuff. But is there any instrument you've not played that you'd be really interested in learning to play? I'd like to play the trumpet because then I wouldn't have to have any anybody else play the trumpet. <laughs> My friend Zach, he does a great job on on these songs, but I feel like I didn't. I didn't really direct him so well on right. like what I wanted, so that it would just be something that would just again be like easier if I knew how to do it. But but he did I, a great job. He did a great job. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> and I love it. I love every part of you it. You just want you want you want that ability to. I just I can know what exactly what it is. Sure, like, of course. And I hear it inside of my head. Like I know exactly w what I would want. So. And it's not always easy to communicate what you're what you want, especially if you're not used to directing yeah. others doing. And I don't have stuff. enough time to like write it out on sheet music. I can't like, I can write sheet music, but I can't like write a, a wicked awesome trumpet solo. <laughs> you know? And uh, what about you, Andy? Do you have any interest in learning additional instruments? I um, so I started as a drummer actually oh, cool. when I was twelve. So I've been playing the drums for about fourteen years, and I joined my first band right around that same time. So I've been doing this band thing for a while, um, and I play a bit of guitar. And I'm always trying to get better at singing. But what I really want to improve on is uh, the uh, the synthesizer. Oh, nice! I just got one, uh, all analog, and I'm I'm working on. I'm spending a lot more time working on programming in the cool sounds than I actually am, you know, my scales and stuff, which I'm, I'm very sloppy with. Mm -hmm. I know all the theory behind it. Um, I just don't have the muscle memory in my fingers because I've never been a piano or a keyboard player. So I, Interesting. You know, I, I know which keys I'm supposed to hit, but I don't have the finger coordination to hit them accurately or, or fast. So it's, it's a strange learning curve, you know. Yeah, but I think I find it fascinating when trying to learn something that's connected to art you already do, it must make it at least a little easier. Like, you, you have an idea of what those things are supposed to sound like because you've written or worked on those things, and so it must make it easier to kind of pick up that stuff and kind of move forward with it. Um, have you ever, while any of you guys have been producing or writing or working on stuff, have you ever hit a wall while working on it and just had to come back to something, like feel like you're, you're trapped and you can't yeah, move on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would usually just like start on a new song. That wall, you know? Yeah, I, I would usually just start on a new song and then come back to whatever it was that I was stuck on. Has there ever been any songs that like you abandoned and then you came back years later and found that it worked, or or even you know a time later? Oh, there's actually yeah. this one really, really, really cheesy song that I wrote about Marcus <laughs> when we were first starting to date, and I thought that it was so cheesy and embarrassing that I would never play it for anyone ever. And then sometimes when I'm on tour and Marcus is at home and I really miss him, like I'll I'll pull it out and play it just at a random show. Oh, cool. Um, and this time around, uh, the two guys I was touring with, Brendan and Emily, they like were like, "What was that song? We loved it. <laughs> we have to play it." 
Well, that's good. I mean, I guess you, you don't really know. It's hard to look at your own art objectively sometimes. Unless you need that, like, that second opinion to go, oh, that's really great. Well, most of my music is like very grungy. So yeah. it's like to have something so cheesy is like really out of character for me. <laughs> but I guess maybe that's also why it stood out, because they know what you're used to making. And so when you did something a little left, they were like, oh, that's really great. It's so different. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I guess before we wrap up, I, I, I always like asking artists who are on the show because I think there's still such a lack of arts just kind of publicly and there are not enough people engaging in it because it seems overwhelming. If you could give like a little bit of just advice and kind of how you got into arts or how you would inspire others to get into arts, maybe something that you didn't know when you started that you'd want to impress upon somebody who's trying to break into music. I know, heavy question. Always work hard, sleep as little as possible, coffee. I mean, I like the last one. I'm a big coffee drinker myself. No, but seriously, work ethic, I feel, is like the most important thing to not be discouraged. That kind of that kind of stuff, for sure. And I would say just never, never count yourself out. It's easy to get down on yourself. Uh, learning anything, an art, a sport, exercising... Um, cooking you know it's easy to get down on yourself especially early on in the process of learning and uh it's important to stay strong through that and know that you know just hard work and practice even not even hard work just consistent work um y you will over time it snowballs and you will get good at what you're trying to accomplish and, and that's it, i find one of the things with the arts is people like you know sit down and, and want to be an artist and they try to draw something and it sucks and they're like all right i can't draw Whereas, you know, you just have to keep drawing um, or keep playing the guitar, keep playing the piano, and eventually, you know, you build up that muscle memory and you build up that confidence and you start getting better and better. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, honestly, I think, you know, having the arts in my life is, is the most rewarding thing um, I've ever been exposed to. Very cool. Mahar? I would say try to find a supportive community who That's sort of, like, one. helps, you know, like, I wouldn't have started playing drums if Marcus wasn't telling me like how great it was that I'm playing drums. Like I felt like I've been playing bad drums for a long time, <laughs> but it just helps. Like like a place like Sidewalk really got me into the fold with a ton of musicians that just had like only really supportive things to say. So it was interesting, and I feel like in terms of writing, like. You can't get too focused on every song that you write having to be good. Like if you just work on writing like one bad song after another, like maybe you'll find one that isn't so bad. <laughs> awesome. Great words of wisdom. Um, blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, final proverb to leave us off on. Um, before I let you guys go, I'd love for you guys to promote what you're doing in New York before you go on tour or even when you come back, as well as where people might be able to find you on the internet and find the album as well. Um, so we have our music on Bandcamp, and also we have some more specific songs on SoundCloud, Facebook. Yeah, um, of course. What else? So we're going on the tour. We'll be back on April second, and then we have our album, our album release show at Sunnyvale on April eighth. That's a Saturday night with a bunch of I'm awesome sure bands. It's April fourth, isn't it though? No, they changed it to April eighth. They gave us a Saturday night. Well, uh, I can't do that because I'm working at Hanks. Oh, all right. Wah, wah, wah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I, yeah, I also work sounds at Tanks, and I committed that night to them, and I told you about that. I forgot about that. We'll sort it out. 
We have our album release show is going to be sometime in April. April. Sometime okay. in April. Cool. Well, if you guys provide me with the date in the future, I'll be sure to share it on social media and share it around so people yeah, can no see problem. it. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I love your stuff. I'm so excited for this album release. You know, I'm always looking for really great new music to listen to, and I feel like a lot of pop and mainstream stuff kind of stagnates lately, and the more interesting stuff is in the indie scene. And so it's always really great to meet talented artists who are doing really cool indie stuff, and I look forward to seeing what else you guys are doing. Um, check them out on YouTube, of course, as well, for their newest music videos I mentioned earlier. Um, the last thing I'll ask you guys to do as a favor for me is we have a saying on this and my other podcast, which is music is life and life is good. And I would love for you guys to sign us off by saying that for my audience. In unison? It can be in unison. You can take turns. Whatever works best in, for you. In harmony. Can you do it in I'm harmony? Just, I'm so kind of yeah, sick. If, if, we, if the band wasn't so ill right now, I would, I would expect nothing less of us. All right. Well, then maybe just in but unison. Yeah. I'll count you guys off yeah. to, to say the saying. So on on the count of three. One, two, three. Music, Music is, is life and life is good. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life and life is good.